1: Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcast podcast, brought to you by DraftKings. You know the drill: you put in five bucks, you get one hundred and fifty dollars in free plays. New customers only. Got to bet on the NBA. Tough game for me yesterday. The Miami Heat succumbed in Game Seven. But you know what, Sheer? I feel okay with it. I thought that my pick acquitted itself very
0: well. What say you? Yeah, yeah, you did okay. It was, it's, you know, they, they lost to a team that is better for the most part.
1: But you know what, you good? Yeah, all right. But Jimmy Butler, people understand how good Jimmy Butler is, and that's all that I all that I really care about. All right, Sheer. Whenever we get you on the mailbox or the mailbag gets huge, you probably know some of the questions that we're about to get to. So first and foremost, Dalen Terry. Um, Dalen Terry to me is one of the more interesting uh, decisions in modern U of A memory because I do believe that if Dalen Terry were to come back. I believe that Arizona can compete for a national championship. Um, if Dalen Terry leaves, I, I I put them a step back. I don't believe that they're a national title contender at that point.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, it's it's a unique decision because a lot of times when you're a first rounder, like you kind of have to go. Like that's, right. that's the belief with a lot of people. But then he's also in a situation where if he comes back, there's no doubt he's going to have a better season. There's no doubt Arizona's a better team. But, you know, the question becomes, like, how much higher in the first round can he go? But it is very clear that Arizona is a much better basketball team than Dale and Terry on its roster. And,
1: and we're going to go through a lot of the uh, transfer portal candidates, which you've been all over. By the way, where can they find Jason Shear right now? And you've all also, where, where's the website? That, uh, that I'm on basically 24-7 as well. Uh,
0: at Jason Shear on Twitter, and then WildcatAuthority.com is the website. And like you mentioned, it's, it's going to be a busy week with the Arizona basketball and decisions and all that.
1: I think what a lot of
0: people don't get – and
1: actually, let, let me rephrase – you can get guys in the portal that are good. We're going to talk about a Keon Brooks, you know, uh, players like that. But you're not going to find somebody that has the facilitating skills of Daylon Terry. And that's what makes him so unique on this team is that Kirk Creasa, Azulis Tabellis, all these guys, kind of more
0: finishers than really creators. The guy was a point guard. right? Um, you're not going to find that in the transfer portal. And then another thing you're not going to find is the guy with his defensive ability at the wing. Like right. he, he is a lockdown defender. He's only going to get better next season, hopefully in college for Arizona fans. But that guy um, isn't available in the transfer portal. So, so Dalen Terry is Arizona's number one recruit right now.
1: All right, nobody's really got any, I guess, real insight on this. Um, at least from my, uh, at least from what I know. But if there was going to be somebody, Jay, uh, Jason Shear
0: would certainly. What does your gut tell you, Jason? And again, everything's fluid. Everything can change. I, it's really 50-50. Like yeah. there's so many people that are telling me that that it's you know it's 50-50 and we're not gonna know until the last minute is is what people have told me. I'll probably make mm-hmm. a decision and when we get off this now. But uh, right, right. Yeah. I know it's breaking news. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, it, it it comes down to not only is he like if he gets a first round promise, most people think he's gone. But then the question becomes, what was with the first round promise is the 29th pick right. does he come back and try to become a lottery pick or does he just go? And that's probably the decision that he's making right now.
1: All right. Let's talk Keon Brooks, the kid from Kentucky, obviously former five-star kid averaged, you know, 10 four Kentucky. He can play. Um, is the,
0: is Arizona the right place though, for him to showcase what he probably wants to showcase? I, I would say right now he's, he's actually, I, I don't know if it started today, but he's taking an official visit to Washington I, to me, that's, and I don't usually say this, when you're a guy like Keon Brooks and you obviously want to show your skills, that's why you are going to Kentucky and all that, you got one year remaining. We've seen it with Terrell Brown, who obviously had a great year, but yeah. there's a difference. Like you go to Washington and Mike Hopkins is pretty much letting you do what you want. And there's no doubt that if Keon Brooks went to Washington with their situation, their transfers and all that, he's going to put up more shots and have more opportunities than he would at Arizona. He's not gonna win. He's right. gonna be a bad basketball team. Right. Um, but he's gonna be able to put up the shots that he wants at Washington. Now, you didn't bring up one thing. Is the
1: alley oop factor to Frank Kepnang anything that you would consider here?
0: I forgot about ex-Oregon that. great. Big Frank. Man, that's that is an unathletic front court.
1: All right, Leonard Miller. All right, I got a funny story where I'm gonna make fun of myself about no, Leonard good. Miller. This is bad, <laughs> and then we're gonna get to Sheer. So um, I was roaming around the campus. This was, what was this about a month ago? Yeah. Something like that. And I went in and, uh, you know, uh, somebody that was being worked out in RJ. So I go in there and I'm just assuming it's Leonard Miller. And so I'm texting Shear and other people. I'm like, Oh my gosh, Leonard Miller's here. And then within about five minutes, Shear's like, uh, dude, he's a Kentucky. He just took a picture of it. And so I felt terrible. And then I've spent the last month trying to figure out who this person was, and I have absolutely no clue who it was. But either way, that's why sheer is sheer right there. Leonard Miller, though, has not performed well at the uh, the NBA Combine. Um, obviously, has a world of talent. Um, last we heard from you, you said that it was the NBA, Kentucky, Arizona. Where uh, where do things stand right now?
0: Uh, Kentucky's out. He's not going to Kentucky. Good. They they have an to me. It's Arizona in the G League. He could stay in the NBA draft, but he was bad. I mean, and and the thing is, he's not a bad player. He's one of these players that is still learning how to play basketball. Like he's got all the tools that you want in a player. He just needs to be able to put them together and play on a team. And that's something that we saw that he doesn't really know how to do yet. So it's G League or Arizona to me. He could make the decision, I guess, to stay in the draft. Um, there's people around him that are saying it's probably not the best decision. He's probably a second round pick right now, um, but if he goes the college route, it's going to be Arizona.
1: Would he uh, Would he start immediately at Arizona if Dalen Terry left?
0: I really don't think so. Right. <laughs> I mean, he'd have to he'd have to learn pretty quickly. Now he'd get enough minutes, but look, I mean, we saw like he's a guy where he he needs to learn how to play five right. on five. Right and I, you know, in terms of ability, is he one of the top five guys on Arizona right away? Absolutely, but as we've seen, there's there's a lot more that goes into it.
1: All right, I want to pump the brakes a little bit on, and you know what? If you don't want to pump the brakes out there, people, I totally get it. But Henry Visar, you and I have known about this for it seems about nine years, and it obviously came to fruition. He can obviously play. This is a guy with an NBA future, but. I see some people saying, well, what is he good for 16 and eight next year? You got to remember, people, that guys that come over internationally very rarely, if ever, put up those kind of numbers. I am more than okay if he's a two year guy that averages nine and six as a freshman.
0: Yeah. Let me tell you something. If he averages 16 and eight, Arizona's making the final four. Right. right? With (laughs) or without
1: Dalen Terry.
0: Right. (laughs) Because Arizona's got the best front court in the country, because Julius is probably an average 16 and eight. To, right, right. Right. He's, he's really good. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I mean, he, and, and he's going to play right away, but he's not going to jump in and be the best player in the Pac twelve. you know, top five right. pick from the moment he steps on campus, he's good. And the coaching staff loves him, but you never know, like there's still a transition that has to be made. I mean, like, you know, I, I bring up a demo ball. The mm-hmm. first time that a demo ball went to the United States was the day he arrived to Arizona. Right, and He said that was the hardest part of the transition, not the basketball stuff. And right. so for, for Henry, it's there's going to be a transition. I think he'll do well with it, but he's not going to come in and dominate. I'd, I'd be really surprised.
1: You mentioned Ball. Isn't he the ultimate wild card next year? Nobody talks about him, really. He's almost kind of a new recruit. But you could tell Tommy Lloyd feels that there's going to be a place for him, and that place is going to be this year. Yeah, we're not talking
0: about him enough and I'm right. guilty of it too. I mean, he's not going to start, but he's he's going to be pretty quick in the rotation off the bench, especially um if Dalen doesn't come back. But they love him. They they think that he's ready to play right away and and he's going to start um, you know, two seasons from now. He's they, they believe that he will start for a couple of years by the time he leaves Arizona, but he's ready to to uh, contribute right now. Well, you
1: can't bet on him here, but if you could bet on any place uh, or a Demo ball, what he would score, that would be the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Here's the deal. Put in 5 bucks, get $150 in free plays. It doesn't even matter who wins. You could say, you know what, I'm going to go against Mike. That would be petty of you, but at the same time, you would still get money because it doesn't matter who wins. 21 and up, Arizona only. Gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. They'll get you all taken care of. All right, cheer. Now, Oliver Ladd, great name, by the way. Talk about F.A. and Ramey, uh, Ramey please. Um, let's start with uh, F.A. This doesn't seem to be something that will be ending up in
0: Arizona. F. No, F. A. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's he's going to the G League. It would take a, a last-second change of heart. But from is what he I understand— good enough? Is he good enough? For, I never—I lo- I like him. And I'd love to get him, but I never looked at him last year and said that's a guy that should be – that's a guy that's not that far off from the league. I mean, I think he should go to college, but then supposedly from what I understand, his paycheck to go to the G League is, is very right. nice. Yeah, so,
1: he's being compensated
0: um, well. Yeah, so kids like him, I mean, they want to get paid, and he's going to develop in the G League. And Arizona and Maryland, from what I understand, just can't uh, compete with that check that he's going to get. It's going to be a pretty nice contract.
1: All right, one guy that you did get me uh, – warmed on was Courtney Ramey. Now, Shear and I have had Shear and I have gone back and forth on combo guards uh, over the last five or six years. I'm actually I think batting 2 and 0 against Shear with Jacob Hazard and Terrell Brown. I might have missed somebody in there.
0: Uh I mean no, I I was right on Terrell Brown though. You didn't like Terrell Brown at Arizona. I did okay with that. All right, fine. Whatever. All <laughs> right. But Ramey, though, you sold me
1: on, the, because the more I look at it, you look at Arizona last year, their big problem was that, I mean, big problem, they're the number one seed in the entire, or number two seed in the entire tournament, but you could tell a difference when they played Seaton Hall, when they played Houston, especially on the perimeter, there just wasn't as much quick twitch as I think we thought that there was, and Courtney Ramey is not going to come in and average 20 points a game, but Courtney Ramey immediately comes in, assuming Daylon Harry isn't there and he becomes your quickest side to side lateral defender on the roster.
0: Yeah. I think Arizona needs a guy like Courtney Ramey quite a bit. Uh, he's a guy that he's going to come in and, and be the veteran of the group. Uh, he's battle tested. You know, it, I, I don't like Chris Beard as an offensive coach, but defensively <laughs> he, he he knows what he's doing. And so Ramey knows how to defend. Um, he's going to come in and, and be able to defend those more athletic guards and uh, he's the guy that Arizona wants and and has definitely prioritized and it's probably, you know, I know West Virginia, the rumor is they feel good about him. I actually think Arizona and Houston are uh, are probably the two schools to beat here. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he takes a couple visits before making a decision, but he's another guy. He's milking the whole process, but the difference is with him. he's He's not staying in the NBA.
1: Aren't we at the point, though, that if Tommy Lloyd is recruiting you, they obviously feel that they have a good chance? I mean, it's drastically – Sean Miller is one of the handful of best recruiters in college basketball, no doubt. But Sean Miller would recruit a lot of five-star kids and see who was interested. Some were, some weren't. Tommy Lloyd obviously takes a much much more unique approach in that regard. So if he's recruiting Ramey, he certainly doesn't think that he's a lock for West Virginia because that's not how Lloyd recruits.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've – I'm trying to think of a player that they've offered that they didn't have a chance for. Like, they yep. only offer guys that they believe they can land. They don't. Right. does not waste his time. So, if they offered Courtney Ramey, which they did, and they're recruiting Courtney Ramey still, they believe that they can land him. All
1: right. Kwame Evans Jr., obviously out of Montverde in Florida, for the longest time, and I'm going to give Sheer a lot of kudos here. Longest time, everybody said he's going, he's going to be a Crete du- or a Crete duck. He's going to be a, uh, a Crete he's going to be, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> he's going to be, joke about Dane Alden being from Crete. He's going to be, uh everybody's saying he's going to be an Oregon duck. You see a couple crystal balls, all this. Shear was telling us, in our group, he's like, listen, man, he's like, if Arizona gets it, if he leaves Oregon without committing there, and he schedules a visit with Arizona it's game on well guess what he left Oregon without that commitment and he's got a visit for uh, scheduled for Arizona game on says with a question mark
0: yeah like whenever you have a guy that's really favorite to go to one school everyone's saying oh he's going to Oregon he's going to Oregon and he takes a visit and he doesn't commit yeah it's it means that something happened or right. there and something did happen at Oregon right um, crouchfield is gone and then they lost their uh, their basketball operations guy those two guys were the guys in charge of the recruitment. Right. right? right. So he's kind of you know lost the connection to Oregon a little bit. I'm not saying he's not going to Oregon. He may wind up going to Oregon, but I think Arizona feels just fine with its position going into this visit, and it has a a very very real chance of landing him.
1: Here's Jason Shears speak, and this is me saying not him, so he can't get in trouble for this, but maybe I can. If, he, if Shear ever says whether he's on the boards, whether he's on the podcast, wherever he is, Arizona feels just fine with where they are at. That is Code Speak for saying Arizona loves where they are at
0: right now, but Jason is a journalist.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, I'm not it, I don't think there's a team doing better than Arizona. You know, what's weird. I was looking at that possible
1: class for 2023 and I always look at Sean Miller and the recruiting class. And now it might not have turned out to be the best, but the one that I think really showed everybody that, man, dude, this dude's different when it came to recruiting was the class where he was able to sell and bring in Caleb Tarzewski, Grant Jarrett, Brandon Ashley at the time, three top 10 players who are all big men. And you're like, wow. That's I think what really was different to me than getting a Josiah Turner or Nick Johnson. If you could get uh, if you can get KJ Evans along with Kylan Boswell, along with KJ Lewis, you're looking at a class right there that
0: could challenge for being the top class in the country there, Jason. Here's the thing with that class. So that class would obviously be good. Number 1, number 2, three American players right there. <laughs> So the whole – Tommy Lloyd can only recruit internationally. Well, that's done because he just recruited three of the top Americans in the country. And they're a perfect fit for what he wants to do. Like each guy fits in really well. And so that would kind of be like, you know what? That's my – this is my first real class, like where he's had the time to recruit for a year or two. And he would be landing a top, you know, 10 class.
1: And think how much easier it is. We had Kylan Boswell on a while back, and he said there's something. He said, I always liked Coach Lloyd. I liked him a great deal. He said, but there's something about when a coach is able to tell you as opposed to just telling you what they're going to do on the court to where you can actually see it. Lloyd's got that first year under his belt right now. He doesn't need to – now, granted, a lot of them weren't his players. I get that. But he doesn't need to promise a kid something saying, I'll do this if you come, I'll do this. Dude, you already watched it right out there. You already know that's gotta be a real that's gotta be a much easier thing for him to recruit at this stage in the game than it was this time last year.
0: Yeah, I mean, I had a coach tell me last year, he's like, there's only so much Gonzaga film we can show a kid. Right. <laughs> like, eventually right. we want to show him Arizona film. And now right. they can. Now they can right. say, like, look, we're not even like we're like Gonzaga, but we got little differences here. And this is what you come to Arizona, this is what you're doing. And they really couldn't do that with with the 2022 class.
1: All right, so I'm looking at the Pac-12 preseason rankings. and I got to give credit to, I think on your board, uh, and he might, uh, I think he's on here as well, Udifo or Udifu, I can't remember. Made a good point. I'm looking at UCLA's roster next year, and I kind of was the same guy. I'm just predisposed into saying, oh, well, UCLA, they'll they'll run away with the conference. Here's the problem. UCLA doesn't have any big men. I mean, you've you you really don't. You, I know you got the five the top fifteen big the six nine two ten kid. What's his name? Uh uh I want to say a ball, but that's not it. It's
0: Keith Nueva or whatever. The Maybe uh
1: is. He's a top fifteen kid. Um well, the kid coming uh, in? Yeah, Adem he's coming in. He's gonna use what's that? Uh Bona. Bona, that's right. Individual. I was close. Ball Bona, same thing. Whatever. Um, but you look at their front court, Jason. You lose Cody Riley, you lose Miles Johnson. You're bringing in Bona, and yes, your perimeter is fantastic because you got Jaime Hawkes back, who might be the best player in the conference. You've got Tiger Campbell, obviously, but against a team like Arizona, especially if Vizar is ready to roll, and you've got a Shoeless Tabellus, you got ballo back, who played very well against them as well. They're going to have some problems against Arizona as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to go small in some instances, and I, I'm sure that the hope is that Bona comes in and he's really good. If he's not really good, uh, they're in trouble in, in right. that front court. And it's not like Cody Riley was really good or Miles Johnson was really good, but they were solid fits. And I, I'm surprised that UCLA hasn't gone out, and maybe they will, um, but hasn't gone out and gotten another big in, in the transfer report or found a way to add another big. But uh, it's it's a lot of pressure on on Bona if he's not good that front court because Arizona has no issues playing big. They'll go and and they'll play big against UCLA, and um, UCLA is kind of set up now with Amari Bailey and all that coming in um, to be a little smaller, and and maybe that's the route that Cronin's going to go. I
1: will say, I saw Umar Ballo about 10 days ago. Um, I'm looking at buying a golf cart so that I can basically just cruise around campus and basically spy on kids there, but I did see – Balow's lost a little bit of weight. That picture that you've seen out there, that's not a joke. Like when you look at him, he's obviously, he's got, it's weird. He's, he's a really big dude. He's got really skinny legs though. But he's a guy that has certainly taken off some weight right there. I'm curious to see what he is in year two because he was obviously light years better than I think anybody expected in year one. Year two to me, what we see next year, is I think what we'll really see as far as how far uh, Umar Balow can take his game.
0: You got to think last year was the first time that he played real competitive minutes in, in a while. Cause I Gonzaga, He didn't play. And so now he's complete. He's played competitive minutes. He knows what he has to do. If he wants his role to increase and it should based on just roster composition, he needs to get in better shape. He needs to be a little more physical and tougher in certain situations, games like Houston and a few others can't happen for a guy that looks like Umar Balo. And so, Um, Right, You know, he's taken it to heart this offseason so far. He's working out. But uh, I agree with you. I I think it's a really big season for him. And and we're going to be able to kind of look and see what the true, you know, Umar is in an extended role and being more part of the roster and all that.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and Adam Epstein asks, uh, do, do you think Arizona will be one of the biggest teams in the country again? A lot of that, and yes, they're not going to be small by any means, but a lot of that depends on Daylon Terry because you're always going to have a 6'10 and a 7-foot guy back there. But if you got Daylon Terry at 6'8 at the wing right there, then you're about as tall as anybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, Arizona should be big. I mean, they are still 6'11. You still have Umar. I mean, Pelo right. is still going to be big for his position. So, yeah, the the size will still be there.
1: All right, one guy that I find very fascinating in all this, and everybody's going to be all over him, assuming that he does uh, exit the transfer portal, is Malachi Smith. Kid out of UT Chattanooga. Averaged, what, 21-7-4 last year. Um, Score, obviously, would fit in very well. At, I think he'd fit in well at Arizona. But I get a lot of people asking me about him, and you know more than me, but what I just tell them is that I th- I think everybody's in a holding pattern here. If he withdraws, I think everybody in the country, probably including Arizona, will certainly
0: inquire. He uh, he just narrowed his list down to two. Oh, did he? <laughs> like a half an hour ago? Oh gosh, Maybe it's Texas Tech and Gonzaga, but it's not well, Arizona. All it's right, NBA, well, you know what? Texas Tech or Gonzaga, I think.
1: Well, there you go. That's why
0: you know we didn't want him. We didn't want him anyway. Yeah, dude. we didn't want him anyway. Not a good fit. All right, we're going.
1: <laughs> we're we're going up. All right. Phoenix next month. Um, we're going to be up there <laughs> watching uh, watching uh, um, players, obviously, from all over the country.
0: Who are you really going to be keeping an eye on up there? I, You know, I, I like to watch guys that I think are close to getting an Arizona offer. So Carter Bryant, 2024 wing, will be there. He's really close. I think if he plays well, he might be the guy in the whole tournament that's the most likely um, to get an offer. Uh, Arizona's going to be watching Cody Williams, who I know you like a lot. You don't. It's okay. He he wasn't good last year, but it's been a year, so I'm I'm pumped to see him. And he's teammates with Coa Pete, the 2025. Who win, is
1: so. a does he have a U of A offer yet?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, so those guys are teammates, so the coaches will be watching him. So, um, Coa
1: Pete's uh, Coa Pete's an interesting one because I don't know the family personally, but anybody in Arizona that follows the scene knows that this is football royalty right here. Andrews, Pete, Cash's Pete, Todd, Pete, but. Here's what I'm, I'm going to tell people out there. If you have a father or who has guided any of his kids to play in the NBA or the NFL or whatever or played himself and people say, well, what do you need to do to be able to get the kid? Can you offer one of his friends? No, you don't have to offer all the thing that matters is the father right there because he yep. is the one that is handling that recruitment. And quite frankly, he should handle that recruitment because of how he's done it before if you get to co ope You've got to get in with the family. It's not about offering as AAU teammate or anything like that. And that goes for anybody in that type of situation.
0: Yeah. I mean, that family knows what they're doing. Right? Like, yeah. This isn't hey. their first. And, and a what? lot of the times when you have, you know, siblings or families like that, it's not about their teammate. You, these dads, like, especially, I always laugh, like, when you have these dads that played professionally. Yeah. Like it. That's where the recruitment ends, and that's where that recruitment begins. Those right. are the guys you're recruiting. Not the. Not they're
1: the not. They're not outsourcing it to some dude who looks like me. It's just right. not the way that. It's just not the way it happens. All right, let's get to some football here, real quick. But again, DraftKings Sportsbook app code word PHNX. Put in five bucks, hundred and fifty dollars in free plays if you bet on these NBA games. New customers only. All right, sheer. Um. Oh, first of all, we got to talk Dave. How cool was the Dave Dive? It was cool. All
0: right. It was you good. Know, I like it. But you got to admit, that was really cool. It was a very professional dive, too, with the hands. He clasped the hands and all that. It was very impressive. Dave looked like he knew what he was doing right yeah, there. He's a swimmer. You could tell. All right. So, all right, football now.
1: I am on the over two and a half win bandwagon right now. Um I think that Arizona, everybody's talking about Arizona's out-of-conference schedule. I get it. Mississippi State, San Diego uh, uh, San Diego State, or, and uh, uh, North Dakota State. I think Arizona wins one of those games. But look in the Pac-12, though. There's some real bottom feeders out here. ASU, I'm looking right at you, that Arizona can beat as well. I look at three, and again, take it for what it's worth. I look at three, though, and I'm saying that would be my DraftKings pick of the week right there.
0: I would agree with that. I, I look, I'm not going to go out and say Arizona's going to be an awesome team, but like you mentioned, like there's no reason they can't beat Colorado at home, right? There's no reason they can't beat ASU at home. And then they steal one of the out of conference games, and boom, three wins, right?
1: I also think that, let's be honest here, you're going to have Kate. I'm not saying that you got Johnny Unitas out there, that's a uh, homage to Zona 5 5 on your message board. I'm sure <laughs> it's old enough,
0: no. yes, yes, yes. but.
1: Jaden DeLora can obviously play. I don't know how good he is, but he can obviously play. Noah Fafita is another guy that, you know, and we had your guy Greg Biggins on where he said some guys just kind of get it when he talked about Noah Fafita. Yes, Noah's five foot eight, but the quarterback position as a whole is in much better uh, much better shape just by the fact that I'm assuming the Gunna Cruz and Will Plummer probably aren't going to play a ton this year.
0: But there isn't sounding too mean. Uh, Jaden yeah, well, Delora, I, was what I just said so. Jaden Delora and Noah Fafita are both better options than Arizona had at quarterback last season. Right. Like you, if Jaden Delora went down and Noah Fafita was a starter, uh, there wouldn't be a panic. Like, there does
1: anybody? Left. Does Noah Fafita feel like the kind of guy that if somebody does go down and he gets in, he maybe never comes back out?
0: Yeah. I would yeah I was I was going to finish your sentence for you. If Noah Fafita plays at quarterback this season, he will be the quarterback at Arizona for the next blank
1: year. And I'm telling you, I know that US, USC's obviously taken over that talent uh, uh, gap, obviously bringing in all their players at the receiver position. But if I'm a quarterback and I'm looking at the next couple of years where I got uh Tatora McMillan, Kean Burnett, Jacob Cowing, um uh gosh i am dorian singer kevin green that 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 position is set up for success now i want to ask you about on the defensive side uh coach has been able to get some really some good linebackers some good uh, obviously some very good secondary guys an FSC and efficacy Priceock, price four-star kid um defensive line though that's obviously the hardest position to recruit how is arizona doing there and is that something they're going to look to really prioritize this year
0: Yeah. I mean, in terms of what they have now, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of questions, right? Like Paris Shand is a guy that could step up and be really good, or he could kind of be just average. Um, Hunter Eccles is a guy that played really well during the spring, but um, recruiting wise. Yeah. I mean, they're going to go out and and they're going to prioritize the lines always. And, And I remember what the recruiting coordinator, Matt Doherty told me on signing day last year, it, All their classes, so they always try to get one quarterback a class and then it goes right to the offensive and defensive lines because if they don't have it on the lines, the rest of it doesn't matter. And so they're going out and they're offering more guys actually on the offensive and defensive lines than they probably did last season.
1: Doesn't it feel like Hunter Eccles is kind of the – I don't want to say the make or break player, but every year you hear about somebody that's getting a sack in every practice, getting a sack in every scrimmage. Arizona hasn't had that guy since Scooby Wright. Left, by the way, Scooby Wright, not returning my calls to come on the AZ Wildcats podcast. I will keep bothering you. I will keep bothering you even more. I feel that Eccles has to be the guy that gets you about seven or eight sacks. I'm not asking for fifteen, but I need somebody now to be that guy that can get a double team off the edge from time to time, and I think Eccles needs to be that dude.
0: Yeah, I, I think Hunter Eccles is a guy that's really good coming out of high school. Never really got it together at USC, but looked awesome during the spring. And maybe he just needs an opportunity. I like how Arizona is using him. They're using him pretty much as a pure pass rusher. He has a, a confidence and a swag about him that uh, is contagious. Fun kid to be around. But he's that guy. I mean, they may get some sacks from like Jalen Harris, and they may get some sacks out of the the linebacker position, but. If you ask me which guy ideally leads the team in sacks, it would, it would be Hunter Eccles. USC is about to shut this thing down for the next decade, huh? Yeah, you better get in where you can now. I mean, they don't have a defense this year or an right. offensive line, but right. they will next year.
1: So. I mean, the, when you've got a guy, this is just when you know and I'm not saying Lincoln Riley's uh, Nick Saban, but he's certainly in the top five or six. When you can go there and you can bring in the top quarterback in the entire portal, the best wide receiver in the entire country just to start that thing is going to get going again in a way that Pete that
0: hasn't been since Pete Carroll yeah they probably haven't spent this much money on players since Pete Carroll right I mean and
1: seriously you know joking joking aside it's probably true all right real quick before we sign off then Arizona women's softball or Arizona women's softball Arizona softball Arizona baseball both headed to the postseason. you're uh let's first talk softball. This has got to be a – this is a pretty impressive job by Caitlin Lowe. Not necessarily that they're there, that she was able to rally this ship, though. 0-8 in conference play is not what Arizona fans expect. And right now, they're playing great ball. They probably won't advance far, but she certainly seems to have something going for her.
0: It's insane, I mean, what they're doing. Like, the the fact that they went on the road, they haven't lost yet. They were 0-8 in conference play. And they've looked really good. And, and their first game is winnable. I mean, it's not easy, but it's winnable. And, um, you know, what she did, It's someone joked about it and said she's a Hubert Davis of softball. I but saw she, that on your bar. Right? <laughs> she might be. Right. You know, you, Ideally, moving forward, you want more regular season success. But um, that's almost what makes this so much fun is that no one really expected them to be able to do this.
1: All right, Chip Hale. You're not a big fan of Chip, the Chip Hale hire. You like Chip Hale, but you're not a big fan of the Chip Hale yeah. hire. Um Year one, obviously going into the postseason, seems like kind of a mixed bag.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, during the postseason, they were a, a, a two-seed in the regional, which mm-hmm. is solid. They're, they're going to a regional that, honestly, they could win. It's not mm-hmm. a loaded regional. Miami has not played well in the second half of the season. Ole Miss probably shouldn't even be in the tournament. Um, they, they can win this regional. I'm I'm hoping they win the regional and then play L- LSU because I think that'd be hilarious. But you imagine? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, it, it's very similar to Caitlin Lowe, right? Like, Chappelle had an, an iffy season, but if they go and they make a super regionals, I, I think most people would be okay with that. All right, Sheer. Um
1: Happy travels tomorrow. You're going with the fam to California for a little bit?
0: Yeah, so if you're wondering when guys are going to commit and all that, it'll happen as soon as I leave the state tomorrow
1: we no, we we will break this too that it will happen as soon as jason shear is basically on that what about that blythe area right there yeah, yeah. something like that uh-huh. all right safe travels shear again where can they find you where i'll g- give them all the stuff
0: wildcatauthority.com uh at jason shear on twitter and we're running a deal with a sponsor, um, home field apparel also that will uh, listen out for the podcast for a special deal on that all right, there you go. All right, he's Jason Shear. I am merely Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ
1: Wildcats Podcast. <laughs>